the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, and watch unto prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> This past Thursday, together with Christians throughout the world, we observed the Feast of the Ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ into heaven. What a wonderful day this was as we joined in high praise and thanksgiving to Almighty God for the assurance that although our blessed Lord is not visibly present with us, Yet he rises to the throne of God, <coughs> pardon me, and sits at the right hand of the Father as our great high priest, eternally interceding for us as his children and promising to go and to prepare a place for us. Think of it, dear friends. There is a place for each of us before the throne of God, and someday, each of us will find ourselves there, not by our own efforts, not by our own works, but by the mercy of God shown to us in our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> but our dearest Lord has promised even more to us as his beloved ones. The Lord Jesus reassured his disciples that he would not abandon them but rather that there would come one who would bring power and comfort to them and to us as they sought to be faithful and as we seek to be faithful to our precious Christian vocation. This sacred gift from above would descend upon all those who long to love Christ and the things of God. It would be a gift that would bring light and courage to even the most timid of hearts if we would but seek its influence with humility and trust. The promise of the descent of the Holy Ghost, that is the promised gift. The coming of the one who would both testify to our souls of the work and love of Christ for us and who would enlighten our minds and widen our hearts to receive the abundant blessings that the Father of Lights has in his heart and hands for us as his dear, dear sons and daughters. It is this gift of light and mercy that would empower the early believers to turn the world upside down to cause the good news of Christ our Savior to bring hope, hope, and new life to all who would accept its message in humbleness of heart and repentant faith. In today's Gospel, our Lord Jesus describes the Holy Ghost as the one who would both comfort and bear witness of him. 
these are surely the two principal works that the Holy Ghost will perform when he comes into the world as promised. Most importantly, he will testify to the hearts of all people of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost will speak to all seeking hearts of the love of God shown in the person and work of Christ. It is he that will convince the brokenhearted that there is one who can bring order and beauty out of the chaos of sin and darkness. The one that by his suffering, death, resurrection, and ascension has opened the kingdom of heaven to all who would enter by faith and lowliness of heart. The Holy Ghost will also enlighten and guide his bride, the church, as she is faithful and seeks only the holy will of God. The Lord Jesus also points to the Holy Ghost as the comforter, as the one who will accompany us and strengthen us in our efforts to live our lives only and always for him and for his glory. It is the Holy Ghost who grants us courage and that strengthens us in the new and abundant life as a follower of Christ, the Holy Lamb of God. But our Lord warns his disciples in this morning's Gospel that their new life of faith and trust will not be easy. He warns them that there are difficult times ahead and that many of them will pay a very high price for their Christian profession. Dear friends, that is true for us as well, isn't it? To be willing to confess the sacred name of Christ in the midst of a world that is so often set against anything that threatens its influence or the status quo is to find ourselves often misunderstood and sometimes treated with contempt and hostility. Here is where the gracious, strengthening power of the Holy Ghost can make a difference. Instead of reacting with fear, by the influence of the Spirit, we can call upon the Holy Ghost to make our sufferings a source of spiritual good for ourselves and a witness, a witness to others of the grace and humility of Christ, who is the meek and merciful one. St. Peter tells us in the epistle that the end of all things is at hand, that there will be a time when our Lord Jesus Christ will return to this earth in majesty and glory, that he will return as our king and our judge to claim his bride, the church. With such a clear and forthright word as this, surely we need to be seeking every moment to be aware of and influenced by the Holy Ghost. Surely we will want to be open to his influence and obedient to his counsel and leading. 
but often this is easier said than done. Often it is difficult to distinguish the promptings of the Spirit from our own likes and dislikes or from the often confused and self-seeking desires of our own wills. Here is where we need to ask, first of all, for a quiet and teachable heart. We need to ask our Father in Heaven to make us calm and to grant us hearts that really do want to follow Him, really do want to love Him in spite of everything, in spite of what it may cost us. St. Peter tells us then to be sober, to be vigilant over our hearts and imaginations, and to be prayerful and full of the charity of Christ. If we will begin to do these things with a real intention to seek first the kingdom of God in all our thoughts, in all our words, and in all our actions, then we can trust that we will begin in some measure to hear and respond to the comforting influence of the Holy Ghost in the deepest part of our hearts. Next week, next Sunday, the Church will remember the gracious descent of the Holy Ghost on the early believers at Pentecost. In the meantime, each of us can, in some measure, prepare our hearts for that blessed feast day. What could we do? Well, perhaps we can lovingly seek a greater sense of the presence of God the Holy Ghost in our hearts and lives. Perhaps we can confess before the Lord the times that we have been too busy or too distracted by the world's attractions to pay attention to the quiet and loving voice of the one who is our comforter. Whatever we choose to do, let us at least look forward to this Pentecost feast with joy and anticipation, being grateful for all of the blessings that we have received at the hand of him who is the light and life of the world. Friends, we remember that the Holy Ghost is not an idea. It's not, he is not a puff of smoke. He is not uh, some kind of an, of an ethereal being. He is God. He is of the substance of the Father. He is the third member of God, the Blessed and Holy Trinity. Because he is this, let us call upon him in our need and give ourselves to him in confidence, in confidence that he really will strengthen us and bless us in our time of need, that he really will guide us into all truth, that he really will support us and defend us. But let us always remember that the Holy Ghost seeks hearts that are humble, hearts that are teachable and loving. And so, and so, dear friends, may we ask him, may we ask him, each one of us, to make us so, to give us that humility, teachableness, and love 
that will make a fit home, a fit home for our comforter. May we ask him to do this. And may we give all glory to God for his gracious work in us through the Holy Ghost, in and through the blessed and holy Trinity, the life-giving source of all, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. Amen.